1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's right, five days a week here on the Locked On Panthers Podcast, your team every day. That's what we do here on Locked On Podcast Network. And we have finally made it, folks. Well, almost one day away from the Carolina Panthers heading down to Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College for training camp ahead of the 2021 NFL season. So stay tuned here all week as we're talking Panthers training camp. We finally have football to talk about, and then eventually we'll have preseason games and then kick it off against the New York Jets. On 800 South Mid Street, Bank of America Stadium in early September. Cannot wait to do that. And you stay here for all the Panthers information. You can also check out Peacock and Williamson for all of the information going across the NFL as NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout. Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you all the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like with the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, follow us on Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And you want to follow me, Julian Council, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the off season, which we still are in, even when they report to camp. Every Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag, where we're going to answer your questions. Got a ton of them last week, already getting some in for next week's coming, or at least this upcoming Friday's podcast. So go ahead, tweet at me, at Julian Council, DM me as well for your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. On today's show, we'll get in some training camp stuff. What are some of the camp hours to look at? What are some of the players that I'm looking at ahead of training camp? But let's we'll start off with all the reasons to be optimistic about the Carolina Panthers heading in 2021. The NFL does this better than any other league in the U.S. They sell hope. You have hope at the beginning of the season that your team made the right moves in the offseason. Any of you don't feel like they did, you still have a reason to believe that because of how the league's balanced out for back when there were 16 games, everyone to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I guess now with 17 games, everyone's set up to go 9-8, and 8-9. Eight, eight and nine. But either way, it's a level playing field. Salary cap league, where if you have the right players... You have the right coaches, the right front office, you have a chance to win. You can't say that in the NBA. Now, Milwaukee, the Bucs did just win the NBA title with Giannis Antetokounmpo being the MVP, putting up a 50 burger in game six of that to to finish it off. But the Bucs had to nail that draft pick. They also had to get lucky and nail draft pick in the second round of Chris Middleton and develop him through the G League and for him to become the player he's become. It's not as simple as being in a big market like LA and Boston, who have 17 championships respectively, in the NBA. In the NHL, I mean, hell, it's a crapshoot there, too. But, I mean, Major League Baseball, the Yankees, how many titles they have, they haven't won a ton recently. The Dodgers just won the World Series last season. But the NFL, it doesn't matter whether you're in Charlotte, whether you're in Cleveland, whether you're in Arizona, whether you're in New York, whether you're in L.A., Seattle. does not matter. Anyone can win a Super Bowl. We saw last year in Tampa Bay, an organization that historically – Yes, they've won a Super Bowl before, but historically it has been pretty bad. And they were horrible for the last decade. And really all that time in between that Super Bowl to the last Super Bowl. And they found a way with Tom Brady with Bruce Arians and those the fantastic roster they have down there to win a Super Bowl. So who's to say here in Carolina? And I think it's an all, it's not, I, I say it's highly unlikely it happens. But who's to say heading into 2021 that with Matt in year two, Joe Brady, Having learned from his mistakes and also from his successes last year as a play caller for the first time as the OC here in Carolina, Phil Snow coming up here with a young defense that's learned a ton and you've added a lot with Hassan Reddick opposite of Brian Burns. You've added Daquan Jones there to help out Derek Brown, who really could have used K.K. Short being healthy last season but did not have that. Jeremy Chin, who's fantastic at linebacker, now going back to his natural position at safety, him in there, Shaq Thompson, who has his experience in one of the leaders of the defense. You also add him Denzel Perryman, who has to be a, a major upgrade from what you had last year, and to hear Whitehead at that middle linebacker position, you add all that. You add Sam Darnold, who, yes, he struggled in New York, and there's plenty of reasons why that's the case. You could blame him. You could blame the Jets. Blame whoever you want. He struggled there, but he was talented at USC. There was thoughts of him being a Heisen Trophy winner. Never made it to New York. Didn't have the kind of season that everyone hoped that he would have in the second year as a starter at USC, but still was good enough to be the number three overall pick. Now here in Carolina, with far more stability and less of a tabloid, no tabloid media, maybe he's now comfortable here in Charlotte. You saw him this past weekend hanging out Bojangles, and he seems to be happier here in in the Carolinas than Charlotte already. Maybe, who's to say, Sam Darnold, doesn't end up having finally the season that you were hoping, at least the Jets would have hoped that he would have had his previous three years under Todd Bowles and under Adam Gase. Then you have Chris McCaffrey back healthy. DJ Moore is one of the young star-wide receivers here in the league. Robbie Anderson was fantastic last year. You added Dan Arnold at tight end. That should help you in the red zone. There's reason to be optimistic about the Carolina Panthers. I thought Scott Fitterer so far has nailed the job as general manager. The signings I brought up in defensively it's on Redick and Daquan Jones, A.J. Boye. You also, what he do with the draft and adding all those picks that he wanted to add, being able to get Terrace Marshall at wide receiver, who they had a first-round grade on. So you got two first-rounders right there, J.C. Horn, Terrace Marshall. Uh, Brady Christensen, down the road, is going to be a starting offensive lineman for this team. Will he be the starting left tackle, day one? Unlikely. Could he be it going into next season and beyond? We'll see. There's plenty of reasons to believe the Carolina Panthers can be a good football team this year. I don't believe that they'll be a playoff team. But it's the NFL. Anything can happen. We've already seen Cam Akers with the Los Angeles Rams, a team that a lot of people feel like now with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay's offense and how good they've been defensively, that they have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl this season and maybe in in beyond with the core that they have. Well, their running back is gone. And it's not like you can just go out there on the street and find another Cam Akers. Now there's plenty of guys who can go out there and give you the kind of production collectively that maybe a Cam Akers, but they're not going to have the kind of talent explosion that Cam Akers provides to them. So Los Angeles already has been hampered by that. Green Bay, the team that won the NFC last season, Aaron Rodgers is talking about retiring. They're talking about he doesn't want to be a Packer anymore. That has not been resolved. So is Green Bay going to win the NFC again this year? Or are they going to be They didn't win the lots They were the first Number one seed rather Are they going to be able To be the one seed Are they going to be a team That's going to be an AMC title game For a third straight year With Jordan Love that quarterback Anything can happen People are going to get hurt Teams are going to Bottom out They're going to trade guys It's a week to week league It starts week one By beating the Jets in week two, we already heard that Michael Thomas, for the Saints, their wide receiver, likely not going to play in that game. How are things going to pan out with Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston? Likely Jameis probably the starting quarterback for the Saints there. There's going to be opportunities throughout the season, and the Panthers have to take full advantage of those opportunities if they want to see themselves in December with that Bills lineup and with the Saints again and in Tampa Bay twice. And who knows where either one of those teams are come December and early January. Tampa Bay had some of the best injury luck of any team in the NFL. Considering how these things go, likely not going to have the same injury luck this year. Josh Allen was fantastic for the Bills last season, but you look at the previous two seasons. Yes, he was building to get to where he got last year, but he made a massive leap. Was that just the anomaly, or was Josh Allen more of an average guy than more than this kind of game-changing quarterback that we saw last season with Buffalo? New Orleans, as I just talked about, are they going to be the same team without Drew Brees? And also, the kind of guys that they had to cut because of the salary cap. There are reasons for optimism for the Carolina Panthers going into the season. Darnold can be one. McCaffrey being healthy, healthy can be one. Joe Brady in year two can be one. Matt Rule, Scott Federer, the new the new additions defensively, Brian Burns. There are plenty of reasons to feel optimistic about the Carolina Panthers. Doesn't mean they're going to turn out to be a playoff team. But we'll find out how the season goes. All I'm saying is, going into tomorrow... Everyone has a reason here in the Carolinas to believe that this football team is going to bring some good memories and set up a great foundation for the future by the end of this 2021 season. Hopefully, we'll be in the playoffs. I don't know. But heading to 2022 after this season, I think a lot of us are going to feel pretty good about where the Carolina Panthers are headed with Matt Rule, David Tepper, Scott Fitter, and everyone else on this roster. All right. So, speaking about everyone else on this roster. There's five guys I'm looking at heading to training camp, and I'm very interested to see how they work and how they perform in the weeks to come down there in Spartanburg. So I'll we'll get to that in just a moment. Been talking about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, and they celebrate a freedom of choice—the choice to have nine of these delicious flavors: in coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. It's incredible. What Built Bar has. And everyone who loves Built Bar and has Built Bar is definitely passionate about these bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And here's something cool about Built Bar if you can't choose what flavor you want, you can get a mixed box, meaning that you get two of each of the nine flavors that I just listed above. That right there is incredible. What's also incredible about Built Bar is that they're healthy. Most Built Bars have 17, 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Order Built Bar today and you can have the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team hanging out there in Tokyo. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So every training camp, we go in wondering what players are gonna step up. And there's five guys I'm looking at. I'm just curious to see what's gonna happen with them heading into training camp and whether they'll be on the roster and what kind of role they're gonna have if they do eventually make the 53-man roster. Now, there's no question that Sam Darnold is going to be the Panthers starting quarterback in 2021, as long, of course, he stays healthy and nothing happens to him in training camp. God forbid, fingers crossed, that Sam Darnold can stay healthy Especially not just for the sake of the organization, but for the sake of him, man. Like, I have definitely been critical of the move. I do not like this move at all. I do understand why the Carolina Panthers did it. We've been over it throughout the offseason. And we're going to soon enough find out whether it was a good decision or not. But for his sake, not a great situation there in New York. Todd Bowles, lame duck head coach, obviously doesn't work out. Adam Gase had moments there in Miami with Ryan Tannehill who had his best season before going to T- Tennessee with Adam Gase. So it's not like Adam Gase ruined Ryan Tannehill. Injuries is what really ruined Ryan Tannehill down there in Miami and then of course Gase's ineptitude but Tannehill and Gase actually had a pretty good season together when they went to the playoffs and then Matt Moore had to start the end of the season and had a horrific playoff game in Pittsburgh where Matt Moore's was like concussed but all that kind of stuff whatever. All I'm saying is For Sam Darnold's sake, hopefully he stays healthy and he actually has an opportunity. But he's the guy I'm looking at. He's the guy everyone's looking at. He is the story for the Carolina Panthers heading into 2021. This organization has taken a massive risk by taking on Sam Darnold. And maybe it's not massive, but still, in a way, it is. Where it's year two. It's quarterback number two. After last season with Tay Bridgewater did not work, they got rid of him. Now you're bringing in Sam Darnold, having to learn a new new offense, having to acclimate to a new coaching staff and to new players after spending three years in New York unsuccessfully. Look, there's a lot that goes into this season, a lot riding on this being right because you cannot go into year three of Matt Rule and what, year five, David sepper being an owner and still not have the quarterback position figured out. It's only going to stunt the growth of this team. Now around him, offensively, minus the offensive line, and then defensively, the team is getting better, yes. But eventually, your quarterback has to perform. And if Sam Darnold is going to continue to have the struggles that he had during mandatory minicamp, where I told people, let's, let's really not freak out. It's only May, not a big deal, or June gets back in, not a huge deal now it's july about to be august then eventually september if he does struggle in training camp practices in the joint practices against the colts and ravens that's when you can start to little sweat a little bit here and wonder is he gonna be the right guy is he ready for this opportunity in carolina so obviously sam darnold is a number one player i'm looking at here with the carolina panthers and then number two greg little they traded up for him a couple years ago. Marty Herney back when he was a GM traded up to get Greg Little to be that left tackle of the future. That has not come to fruition at all here in Carolina. I'm of the belief that he's not going to be on the roster come the 53-man cutdown. Come September, Greg Little will no longer be a Carolina Panther. But Matt Rule has said there will still be competition at left tackle. Cam Irving going to get the first shot at it. Then I had imagine Trent Scott, Dennis Daly is in the hunt for it. So is could Brady Christensen. So is Greg Little. Greg Little doesn't really play any other positions, guys. Position flexibility is something we've talked about here on the show and why the Carolina Panthers were so um, attracted, for whatever reason, to Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. That those two guys, they can play guard, they can play tackle. Elfline potentially could play center after Matt Paradis leaves after this season. That's why the Carolina Panthers were interested in signing those guys immediately come free agency, at least to start a free agency. Greg Little, what what does he play? There's thoughts... There was talk a couple years ago back when Ron Rivera was to the coach that he could play guard. Well, he's never played guard. Going back to Allen High School in Texas, left tackle. Ole Miss, left tackle. Here in the NFL, left tackle. He is a left tackle. So if he's going to be a left tackle, then he needs to be the left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Can he figure it out? Because I would hate to sit here and watch a guy who had a pretty good college career and had plenty of promise coming into the league. Never make the use of the opportunity make the most of the opportunity last season when they had the rent to tackle Russell O'Kung and he was injured throughout the season and little had his opportunity. He didn't step up and instead Trent Scott took over for him and Trent Scott comes in as mainly the incumbent left tackle and Greg Little missed some time mandatory minicamp and didn't really seem to make any waves This offseason with the Carolina Panthers, at least positively on the football field during OTs and mandatory minicamp. So, where does he sit? Where does he stand here for the Carolina Panthers? Is Greg Little gonna go ahead and take this spot, or is he gonna let these other guys come in and take it from him? It's time to figure it out. Because if he doesn't, he's not gonna be on this roster. Another guy who has to try and figure things out here offensively as well to figure out whether he's gonna be on this roster going in next season or this season or not is Ian Thomas. I don't think Ian Thomas is in trouble considering I think the Panthers are going to want to have three tight ends, Dan Arnold, mainly a pass-catching tight end, hasn't really developed into much of a blocking tight end at least, or an all-around tight end, let's we'll say that, Tommy Trimble certainly has the tools athletically especially as a run blocker as well and in potentially to be a pass-catching tight end to be an all-around tight end for the Carolina Panthers not sure that's what they're going to ask of him this season, so maybe they need someone else Ian Thomas, they, play, they kept three tight ends for the most part last season so I feel like Ian Thomas is safe but being safe is just not enough. Ian Thomas has the potential, and he's had the opportunities throughout his career. Last season wasn't great when Greg Olson had the foot injuries for back-to-back years. Ian Thomas showed flashes that, oh, maybe this guy could be an option down the road and could be a long-term tight end fit here in Carolina. But he's yet to grab the bull figuratively by the horns, and it's time to do that. They brought in someone else, and Dan Arnold take your spot. They drafted someone else, and Tommy Trimble to take your spot. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there. You're going to use a pandemic like last year as an excuse. I mean, it's still going on. Are you going to use that excuse? Or are you going to start playing football? Are you going to prove that I'm better than these guys? I've been on this roster. I'm one of the guys who has been around here longer than these two dudes. They're newcomers. I'm one of the incumbents. Take uh, You're not coming to take my spot. Is that what's going to happen? Or is Ian Thomas going to fall back once again and show us that he's not that guy? I hope that's not the case. Terrace Marshall someone I'm also looking at was not healthy during OTA's mandatory mini camp when you drafted on draft night they were in a second round had a first round grade a lot of people were excited considering what he did in that LSU offense under Joe Brady a couple years ago when he won a national championship and what he did last season despite having some of the injuries um, in his final year with Coach O and having Miles Brennan and um, Brad Johnson's son as the quarterback out there as well Max Johnson so he's a good player and Going up here and playing Robbie Anderson and, and DJ Moore this year, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. But he has to be healthy. And I'm hoping the Carolina Panthers didn't draft a player who's going to have long-term health issues throughout the entirety of his career. And really, that would suck if even, his career never even gets off, the, gets off gets started, basically because of the injuries that he's had. Now, Matt Rule said that going into, after mandatory main camps, he said a going into training camp, that they expected pretty much everyone to be healthy, and that included Terrace Marshall, okay Terrace Marshall comes back from not being healthy how quickly can he acclimate to this offense he should already know it at least a version of it having played at LSU under Joe Brady how quickly can he become a key member as they've lost Curtis Samuel and there's going to be a drop off at the wide receiver position overall we're not minus Matt, Matt, minus Christian McCaffrey because of Curtis Samuel being gone. Very curious to see how Terrace Marshall fits in. You also have David Moore, who could potentially probably starting over him, at least, and that's that number three natural wide receiver position starting out. But eventually, Terrace Marshall's going to need to take over that position. And then defensively, the only player I'm really looking at mainly, and we're talking about these top five guys I'm looking at heading to training camp, and your top five might be different. If your top five is different, please tweet at me at Julian Council. Would love to know what your top five players you're looking at heading to training camp because everyone has a story to tell. J.C. Horn, we've been over it. The Carolina Panthers, if they wanted to, they could have drafted Justin Fields or Matt Jones right there at number eight. If they wanted to, they could have drafted Patrick Sertan. They could have drafted any defensive player in the draft, considering that they were all on the table, on the board, when they were up there, eighth overall. Instead, they want J.C. Horn. They want the player who they want to start day one as a corner opposite of Dante Jackson. He's going to get the start against the New York Jets, as long as he's healthy, day one. He's the guy that they expect To be one of the leaders of this defense alongside Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, and Jeremy Chen for the years to come. Will he prove that starting out day one mini camp or training camp? Certainly, you can't necessarily expect him to be the number one one corner, considering he's never played in in the league yet. Yeah, he played in the SEC. He went up against a lot of good wide receivers. Absolutely. But this is a different animal. I'm very curious to see how J.C. Horn, who certainly has a pedigree with Joe Horn being his dad and playing the SEC and being that top 10 pick, he certainly seems to be ready for this opportunity and ready to be that guy for the Carolina Panthers. But being ready and doing it, two different things. So I'm hoping that J.C. Horn really will be that dude for the Carolina Panthers here in 2021. So those are the five guys I'm looking at heading into training camp. Also, there's training camp battles. We'll get into some of those here in just a moment. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and your UFC MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into this game as the teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code LOCKEDON.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, let's talk camp battles, folks. We already know the top camp battle is left tackle. I honestly, when I look at left tackle, I only see really a two-man race. It's either going to be Trent Scott or Cam Irving. Considering the money the Carolina Panthers gave to Cam Irving, I think that they probably wanted to be Cam Irving. Now, they brought back Trent Scott, likely, because they don't believe that Greg Little is ever going to be the guy at left tackle for them, and he's probably not even going to be good enough to be their backup, say Cam Irving has another injury-riddled season. or if he flames out at left tackle like he's done so far in his career when he first started off as a first-round pick of the Cleveland Browns. Brady Christensen absolutely is someone I think a lot of fans want to see be the left tackle starter. Game one, probably not what you want. Down the road, certainly if he proves to be good enough at the position. He already is, what, 25 years old? So it's not like he's a little—he's kid coming into this league He was fantastic at BYU for the last three seasons, particularly this past fall as an All-American, protecting Zach Wilson, who, of course, became the number two pick of the New York Jets, and in large part probably got to be that because of how great the offensive line with Brady Christensen was last year with BYU. I'm very curious to see how he factors into this race, but really, it feels to me it's going to be a two-horse race, rather. Excuse me. Trent Scott, Cam Irving, but probably Cam Irving winning out from day one we'll see if he holds on to that spot. Backup running back. Mike Davis, I don't know if we spent a lot of time, Well, it's been here on Locked on Panthers, throughout the Panthers media and the discussions, I don't think we spent a lot of time talking about Mike Davis and his departure. And of course, he was fantastic for the Panthers last year, considering not having Christian McCaffrey. He ran hard. I think everyone loved him to see him finally get this opportunity to be that number one running back for a team throughout an entire season. I was really happy for Mike Davis. Love what he looked like back in South Carolina. Now he's back home in his home state of Georgia playing for the rival Falcons. So we wish him well, but except for two weeks of the season, of course. Losing him, is there someone else on this roster who can provide what Mike Davis provided? Reggie Bonifant was injured for the most part last season, but he's proven before when given the opportunity that he can break break loose for a touchdown, like he did a couple of seasons ago against Jacksonville. Now it's late in the game. I think that Jacksonville defense was worn down, but either way, he he housed one. There's been tons of conversation for people about getting Christian McCaffrey off the field. Now that the coaching staff has not seemed to be uh in line with trying to take away his touches, but there's fans out there who want to preserve Christian McCaffrey for 2021 or sorry, for 2031, instead of <laughs> and instead of worrying about what's he gonna do this season and in next season. Well, I understand you know you guys want to make sure that your running back's healthy you don't want to overwork them but here's the thing McCaffrey's making a ton of money he's shown he's durable we'll find out if last season was just bad luck which I think it was I mean come on the ankle and, and the shoulder injuries were not really preventable other than like I guess being fast enough to run away from those guys but yeah McCaffrey's plenty fast so it's just football this these kind of things these things happen Horrade Smith he looked pretty good at the end of last season as a primary backup for Mike Davis uh Truba Hubbard who Matt Rule's wife said, you got to draft that guy for as well he ran and led the nation in rushing yards back in 2019 at Oklahoma State. I love that draft pick. I know people are like, well, you don't want Christian McCaffrey to come off the field. Why would you want Chuba Hubbard? I said, well, I like it because it's something like happens McCaffrey. I think Chuba Hubbard has an awesome opportunity to be someone who can provide you the kind of numbers that Mike Davis provided last season. Maybe not this year. So backer running back is certainly a position to look at. Tight in as we've gone over. Ian Thomas, Tommy Trimble, Dan Arnold. I don't think there's any doubt that Dan Arnold's going to be the number one tight end. Now, can Ian Thomas take that away from him by being more of a complete tight end? Because he's struggled when it comes to run blocking before and pass protection. Can Ian Thomas develop enough to the point where he's going to be the option over Dan Arnold? Considering what the Panthers did this offseason, season, just look at the contract and the numbers and what Arnold did last year in Arizona, kind of leads you to believe that he's going to be the number one. But if there's going to be any sort of battle between Thomas and Arnold, I would expect Arnold to win that. Safety. I've talked about it. Burris, I don't think there's anyone else out there after they cut Trey Boston. That's gonna start over him as a number two safety, at least as what strong safety, free safety, whatever he's, whatever safety position he's playing, next to Jeremy Chen. But behind them, how does Lano Hill fit in? Miles Hartfield, Kenny Robinson, um, Sam Franklin, like backup safety. Because they need some depth there. So that's going to be a battle. Who's going to be that number three safety you can fill in front of those guys if they go down or they have so whatever issues in terms of probably, if anyone's having issues, maybe Justin Burris said they have any coverage coverage issues. Carolyn Panthers got to build some depth there at safety. Long snapper, of course, my favorite camp battle of them all. Thomas Fletcher, the massive bro from Alabama. He was drafted in the sixth round. The Crimson Towers was so good last year. The national champions, that uh, even their long snapper got drafted. And then of course JJ Jansen, the longest tenured Panther and one of the oldest players on the roster. I think the oldest player actually on the roster. Who wins that battle? I can't imagine that the Carolina Panthers, when there's they have and also they can cut JJ Jansen and get a ton of money, but they already have like 24 million dollars cap space. I don't really know what they would need that money for anyway, but still they could get rid of JJ Jansen for nothing. I can't imagine that they trap they drafted Thomas Fletcher, who was a long snapper of the year for the National Championship, Alabama winning team why they would draft him and then cut him. So is it really a camp battle? I don't think so. I think Thomas Fletcher will be your long snapper, of course, unless he gets injured, or J.J. Jansen just somehow proves that he is just so much better than this kid, and the Panthers made a mistake by drafting him. But then again, that's why Scott Fitter got 11 draft picks because then they could afford to miss out on a pick because they could still get 10 potentially right. Now, if they only had seven picks and you missed out on a pick or two, that does not work out. If you get 11 picks you miss out on a pick, pick or two, you could still be just fine. I'm still wondering if the Panthers are going to bring in any competition at kicker. you got to imagine that's going to happen at some point in time, especially if Joey Sly continues to struggle in camp or in preseason games. So we'll find that out. But there's not really a ton of kicking options out there right now for the Carolina Panthers or anyone in the NFL. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, where you can tweet at me or DM me for our weekly Friday mailbag every week here throughout the offseason on Locked On Panthers. So make sure to do that. Tomorrow, the Carolina Panthers will finally be at training camp reporting there to Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So we'll get into all of that, what are they're saying as they get down there and all the things to look ahead to here with Panthers training camp. Thank you guys again for your support. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?